0: This is Tom Caff from Strange Brew Podcast, and you're tuning in to a fourth-hand production.
1: The following is a very important message.
2: The secret to happiness is...
3: Let me hold I've bid you well i bid you well
0: I've bid you Don't you
1: dare touch me Stand back Break old time horror show. radio shopping horror coffee Happy break, break or coffee, horror coffee horror break. break show. That's right. Go ahead, smile. It's funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah, thank you, Satan. <laughs> You've helped get me out of more pinches than I can remember. No problem, buddy. Hey, did you uh did you get t- uh, a chance to listen to that demo tape I sent you yet? No, uh, but it is definitely on my to-do list. <laughs> I've just been extremely busy with the show. Hey, no, no problem, no problem, buddy. It's no worry. Uh, just when you get a t- get a chance, uh, take it easy. Thanks for nothing, Eris.
1: What did you expect me to do? I have no hands.
2: How were you eating Doritos? Don't ask. Ew. Well, let's move on to the first story. They say you should dress for the job you want, not the job that you have. But what happens if the recruitment office in hell catches you wearing a human skin suit? Maybe what happened to the character in our next story when Satan offered him a job?
1: I'm sorry, did you say Satan?
3: Yes sir, we've come to spread the news of our Lord and Savior, Satan. Oh, okay, well, I'm uh,
1: not really into the Lord and Savior thing, so I think I'm gonna have to pass. Just
3: just a moment of your time, sir. I'm sure that a look at our literature would convince you.
1: Is, Is that real?
3: Oh, yes, sir. Go ahead and take a closer look. I'm no expert, but it certainly
1: looks like a real stack of $100 bills to me. Well, okay, come inside for a little bit. Um, so my name's David, and you two are?
3: Oh, please, forgive my rudeness, sir.
1: <laughs> I'm Acolyte Paul,
3: and this is my partner, Acolyte Stephen.
1: Sup? So, uh, uh, um, well, well, would you like anything to drink?
3: <laughs> oh, no, sir. We we do not require sustenance as mortals do.
1: Right, right. Uh, you said you came to spread a message, right? So, uh... Um... Uh, what's the message? Well, sir, we
3: are really glad you asked. Satan is recruiting for a skilled labor position in hell. We've identified you as a top candidate. Congratulations, sir. This must be some fantastic news for you. Uh, uh
1: and uh, um, what, does, what does this job consist of?
3: Ooh, asking all the right questions. You're a sharp guy, David. The details are all laid out in this contract here. Stephen?
1: Uh-huh.
3: Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, here.
1: This... this is the contract?
3: Oh, yes, sir.
1: What, what what language is
3: this? Oh, that would be, uh, Old Enochian, sir. The, uh, language of angels. Well... well, what does it say? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I... I don't read Old Enochian. We were simply instructed to deliver the contract along with your signing bonus. Signing bonus? So
1: you're, you're telling me that if I sign that piece of paper, you're just going to give me a suitcase full of money? Uh,
3: yeah, that's how contracts work, Sorry.
1: Well, got a pen? Steven?
3: Uh, yeah, here here you go. Wow, that's great. Guess, uh, we uh, better go now. All right, hey, I'll see you guys
1: later. <laughs>
3: oh, no, no, uh, of, of course I meant, uh, we three must go what what do you
1: mean by (laughs)
2: hello jerry welcome Welcome to to hell hell. my My name is satan Satan. let's Let's talk talk about about that job job.
1: shall we what in jobs name is
2: going on here what in whose name (laughs) i'm only joking but boy do you not ever know how to read a room Jerry, you're going to have to work on that if you're ever going to succeed down here in hell.
1: But, uh, um, my, my name's
2: David. Wait! Wait you're not jerry smith satanic cult leader and master of unholy magic no no uh, i'm an accountant well that's not good at all do you at least have a bachelor's degree in unholy magic no is that even a thing that exists of course it is We have an online program at the University of Phoenix. Oh, but isn't that place kind of a- A SCAM? Why? Because they lure young, naive people in with the promise of a better future, and then milk them out of thousands of dollars in exchange for a degree not worth the paper it's printed on.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, that was the reason I was thinking of. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. My name's actually...
2: I know that where you're from, they might call it a scam, but around here, we just call it practical business ethics. Plus, due to some clever legal maneuvering, we have the implicit right to employ 20% of their graduates after death. Wow. Um, uh, I, uh, okay then. Well, I can tell you're probably not going to be a good fit here. But seeing that you've already signed the contract, and there are some pretty steep penalties for breach, you're just going to have to do your best. And as for you two, change out of those human suits, you're giving me the creeps.
3: Oh, yes sir, right away!
2: Don't you guys wear clothes under those suits? Well, sorry, Mr. Satan,
3: sir. It just gets really hot.
2: You guys do realize we're in hell, right? You should be used to it by now. <laughs> you're you're right, Mr. Satan. Tina? Yes, Mr. Satan. Could you please send in Fresno to escort acolytes Paul and Stephen to the pain monster in HR? Yes, Mr. Z. First no carry away, you do no nose! I should have fired those two a long time ago. But they're my wife's nephews. What can I do?
1: I, uh, I, I don't
2: know. Well, no sense in wasting time. Let's get down to brass tacks. I assume you're familiar with next law of eternal soul entropy and hyperinflation. Orznak's what? Well, at the very least, you should be acquainted with Bowles' index of human evil and the correct way to measure a soul's value at micro-hitlers. Oh, uh, sorry, no! What the hell do they teach kids today? Well, that's all right. It's all relatively straightforward. I'm sure you'll pick it up in no time. In the meantime, I'm going to assign you to a training officer to help you learn the ropes and to monitor your progress. Tina! Please send in Frank and Teddy.
1: Yes, Lawrence. A.
2: Frank and Teddy, this here is Jerry Smith. Master of Satanic Accounting. I need you to teach him everything you know about the new project they're running out of Daryl's department. Do you think you can handle that for me?
1: I shall complete my task or die in the course of its glorious undertaking. Come, human. Um, um i <sighs> Yes, Jerry. You don't uh, uh, have any um human training officers, do you?
2: Why? Are you some kind of racist or something?
1: No, no, I just, I mean, are teddy bears even technically a race? I am I a commander in the Saints. Demonic Legion. I am not a teddy bear.
2: Really insensitive, Jerry. Not cool. I assure you, you have no need to worry. And Teddy is one of our best training officers. And is only authorized to use lethal force in extreme circumstances. Oh, that comforting.
1: Come, tiny human. It is time for your first and most important lesson. Human, in the everlasting kingdom of hell, all circumstances qualify as extreme. The new satanic trials arrived.
2: Okay. Jerry Smith, master of satanic magic. There
1: has been a mix-up. This is David Robbins, Master of Satanic
2: Accounting. And just a regular accounting. Uh, well, uh, what am I supposed to do with a, a regular Earth accountant? No, 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 no good. You tell Satan to send him back up.
1: We can't send him back. He's already signed the contract.
2: Wait, 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 wait hold on. So you're telling me that this schmuck that I have no use for is already contracted? I think All right, Rick. Come this way, I'll show you to your desk. Uh, don't don't worry, we don't use chains anymore. New labor regulations and all that, you know. Oh, that's great. So I assume you know what you're doing here then, right? The contract would have been very detailed. Well, it was written in Old Enochian. And? Oh, come on. Don't tell me you don't speak Old Enochian. Yes, that's right. Oh, for f... And yet Satan still refuses to let department heads interview new candidates. Well, I hate to break it to you, but this job ain't very exciting. In this department, we pretty much serve as middlemen. We're the guys that deal with the buying and selling of souls. Who would buy a human soul? Various cosmic entities. What what do they do with them? Listen, we don't really deal with that in this department. I always
1: thought hell was like final destination for damn souls. I had no idea it was actually full
2: of middlemen. What are you stupid? I mean, even if hell was the final destination for souls, it would still be filled with middlemen. Secondly, hell is a multi-dimensional corporation. We don't just trade in souls. We have parts in all kinds of business. Hell, we just closed a big endorsement deal with an A-list movie star from one of our reverse mortgage companies. Really? You managed to get a movie star to sign a deal with Satan? How did did you do that? Well, that's easy. We own 90 percent of all the souls in Hollywood. Oh. Now, I admit it takes a little bit of moral flexibility, but you'll get used to it. And you know, all things considered, it's really not a bad place to work. For instance, we have an excellent medical plan. Really? Oh, sure. You just let our medical department know any part of your body is bothering you, and they remove it totally free. If you want anesthesia, you gotta pay for it yourself, though. i oh. be determined. What was that? That's well, Jeremy from Human Resources. He was complaining about a hangnail earlier. Yeah, looks like they're removing his foot. Uh, yeah, I would like to opt out of the medical plan.
1: I need all my body parts to live.
2: Really? Well, in that case, I'd stay away from the office shredder. Tends to be a little aggressive. Well, what do you mean, aggressive? <laughs> Damn it! Keep telling the interns not to go near it. For some reason, they all got memories of goldfish. I tell you, we're gonna have to get a new batch from the local community college soon. Hey, you okay? You look a little pale. I'm um, fine. So you don't want to take a little trip to the medical department? No,
1: I mean I'm fine. I'm just I'm just not. Sh-
2: Sure, I'm too comfortable with the solid and falls. That's just business, Perry. You do know what that means, right? Yes, I, uh... You seem a little confused. And well, I'm not your training officer. That's Frank and Teddy's job. I'll let him take over and explain it to you.
1: It's just business is what you say when you want to do something terrible and not feel bad about no. it afterwards. What? No. It's not right at all. That's what Satan told me.
2: You're all gonna give me an aneurysm. Look, Coral, at the very least, you're aware of a new project we have coming on the planet. That's why Satan hired you after all, wasn't it? Ah, yes, he mentioned something about that. Well, I hope so, because this is top secret, which means you, Frank and Teddy, need to leave.
1: I have the highest security clearance in hand.
2: Yeah, yeah, you also have a big mouth and a head full of stuffing. Now get the hell out and let Mike and I get to it.
1: Fine, I didn't want to know anyway.
2: So you're an accountant, right? So I assume you know how supply and demand works. Um, yeah, vaguely at least. Good, because as the middleman in the exchange of souls between worlds, our profit margins are totally dependent on controlling the flow of souls. You see, Phil, they used to have a monopoly on selling souls to other dimensions. But lately, new competitors have sprouted up in the form of new religions. Combined with the global population increase, souls are being devalued at the same time we're losing control of the market. Okay. You see, our investment in Hollywood has proved particularly lucrative and allowed us to clinch higher. High value celebrity endorsement deals for pennies on the dollar using the cultural hub of america as our personal advertising agency also allows us to secure souls from all over the country so our top priority is re-securing that market from the new fad religion that's stealing celebrity souls from us hold on are you talking about Shh! <laughs> never say the s word around here i mean are you trying to get sued please in our department we use a code word from here on out you're going to refer to it as bs is obviously short for beating, well, you know, the S. Right, right. So how are you going to beat them? clubs eventually. Well, that comes later. After the economic ruin. After all, you can't get away with beating rich people to death in the streets, now can you? <laughs> um, no, I guess not. Good. So we're on the same page. Now let's get started. Specification room? Really? Oh, Aren't you coming? <laughs> Girl, what's the disintegration room? Ah, that's the basis of our whole plan. Alright, are you ready to have your mind blown? No, no, not really. That's a spirit. Oh, they're magnificent,
1: aren't they? Um that depends what are they? <laughs>
2: what do you think they are? I don't know. They look just like regular people to me. Ah, exactly. They look like regular people. Well, what are they, then? One of my more brilliant ideas. As you probably know, celebrity souls go for three times the price as regular ones. They do? I mean, of course they do. Oh, I think I get it. You're going to take these people and turn them into pseudo-celebrities. Wow. That, uh, that idea's not half bad. Write that down. No, but these guys are for something else. I've already explained the basics of Project BS on you. So I'll go ahead and move on to the particulars. Okay? What we do with these guys is use them to infiltrate. See, they all may look like normal humans, but they're actually just demons in human skin suits. They're down here practicing how to be human. After that, we swap out the top-level cult leaders for demonic clones. But why is it called the disintegration room? Because of this. Why did you do that? Those weren't the real ones. We bring them down here and tell them it's a top secret you-know-what compound. That they're involved in something special. And that if they help us, they'll be rewarded in paradise. Or Valhalla. Or whatever the hell heaven it is that the crackpot religion professes. I think, sir, um, they believe in reincarnation. Oh, uh, this is more like de-incarnation. Um, right.
1: So as an accountant, what exactly is my supposed to be my role in all of this?
2: Well, what we really needed was a master in satanic accounting to keep track of the boring paperwork. But since you're not qualified for that, we'll have to find another place for you. Are you any good at making coffee? Um, no. You're not, uh, by any chance certified to give shiatsu massages? What? No. Well, that really only leaves one position available. We need someone, a real human, to take over as head of the cult. Religion, whatever you want to call it. Would you be comfortable wearing a human skin suit to work? Not even a little. Well, I'm afraid it's either that or eternal damnation for breach of contract. Great. All right, we'll send you back up to Earth to secure the packages, then. You'll need to bring this. What the hell does that thing do? What are you, dense? You just point and shoot. It's an interdimensional travel watch. Here, just push this button and get back on Earth. Take it easy, Brandon. See you later in hell. Good to see you in top shape, sir. We better get to work. Oh, take no sin to take off your skin. I dance around in your bones. Please, welcome to the show. The nerdy writer from Southern California. Patrick Jankiewicz. Patrick <laughs> Tell everybody your name. Uh my name is
1: Patrick Jenkins. Where are you from? I live in Southern California. What do you do? I do some writing, some acting, uh um uh a little bit of everything, I guess, you know. <laughs> well, my friend, I'm happy to be on the happy
2: horror coffee time, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't mean to be a uh, that guy. Happy Horror Coffee Time is our biggest competitor. <laughs> this is Happy Horror Coffee Break, old-time horror radio show. <laughs> we take the best and worst creepy pasta stories online and reenact them in the style of old-timey horror radio dramas. Exactly, exactly. No, cover nerd culture. I wouldn't necessarily say nerd culture. More like horror culture. If you know what I mean. 80s sci-fi show? No, not not 80 sci-fi TV shows. Creepy pasta. It's the creepy stories that people write themselves and post online for others to judge.
1: Interesting. It's a trippy idea for a show, but I more power to you, you know? If you enjoy terrible shows.
2: Well whatever. What have you been doing? I was up till three thirty last night. I thought you were calling. What? Why did you think I was gonna be calling at three I go to bed at six PM? Messy Hinton offered me a job, which is obviously a plan, the Faustian bargain. Well, that's pretty exciting. Lame. Ares, why are you just trying to anger our guest? You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Oh, Patrick, I'm g- I'm going to ask that you not say that again. I don't think that we can afford the legal fees.
1: Trust me from experience. Anything said on this show will be used against you in court. <laughs>
2: It has before and will be again.
1: Yup. Unfortunately, nothing has kicked it off the air yet.
2: Iris, why don't you just go find something to do?
1: Fine. I'll go squeeze out juice boxes all over the kitchen floor again.
2: Patrick, I'm gonna level with you. She's like having a teenage daughter around all the time. She's moody. She's sarcastic. She's not much help around the house. I think I need to find something to help motivate her. A companion. A what now? (laughs) A fish companion. A fishy companion. (laughs) <laughs> Where am I going to get one of those? You should actually get them on Amazon. My god. They have everything. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of a different type of motivation. You see that specialized chair over there? <laughs> We're going to make her sit in it and you're going to push a button. And it's going to do something very exciting. Cool. Ready when you are. When should we begin? Well, you just locate the button. I'm going to call here. He's back in here and have her Take a seat. Sure, let me try and find it. Hold on. Ares, could you come back in here, please?
1: What is it, Skidmark?
2: I need to use you again for this next segment. Just have a seat over there.
1: The beanbag chair, whatever.
2: Patrick, hit it! Uh, okay. Let's
1: see. Wait.
2: Patrick, hit the, that button.
1: What the hell are you doing?
2: Okay, you said to take a look here. Patrick, that right that big red button right there. US. Bum, 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 bum. Patrick, present! oh <laughs> Oh, the new ejection seats work perfectly. Uh-oh. Oh, don't worry. It's not going to kill her. <laughs> Do this all the time. Wow. I designed her not only to be an assistant, but also to be the show's punching bag. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's all fun and games. She'll be back later on in the show, and she won't even remember what happened. You know what? Exactly. As long as it worked,
1: I'm totally jick with it, you know? You know, just as long as you enjoy yourself and everything's okay, you know?
2: Yes, I found that beating up on robot companions registers great with the online radio crowd. This is more the TV series, but like you said, it's it's great in prime country. Well, we don't plan on being on TV anytime soon, but I do appreciate your input. Thank you, sir. You know? Now, where are you at of? I can't tell you that. It's a secret base. Wow. Emphasis on the words secret. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, I know it.
2: Okay. Well, Patrick, it appears that you might become a liability who might compromise and endanger the show. So, we have no more time for your shenanigans. <laughs> have a good day. Give Rumblefish my
1: regards. <laughs>
0: Actions done. We take pictures of your sister and your mom.
2: Our mission is to listen to you, to get the vision of what you wanna do.
0: Your special memories
2: will capture in case there is a rapture. Take your wedding pictures up to
0: heaven with you. To planetproductions.com, buy the pictures that I took of your ball At to planetproductions.com.
2: so i just uh, re- read this card here. Uh-huh. These are the required points to express in your ad. Feel free to paraphrase and speak from your own experience. If you, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast. How about that? With no minimum listenership. It's uh, everything you need to make a podcast in one place. A mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. There. There read your stupid card can I can I pull my pants up now
0: (laughs) hey you guys
3: a very Brady podcast join host Tack Van Sickle and his guest each week as they hilariously dissect the iconic tv show the Brady Bunch one episode at a time he was so creepy though I think I was like, he's like, I guarantee you, if they could have really done the show the way they want to do it, like he was going to have a cup to the door listening in that night (laughs) in their room. A look back at a simpler time where everything was groovy. So her kids almost wrecked their marriage. Her employee shames her and she, like, thanks both of them. It's awesome. So grab your potato sack and head out to the backyard for some fun. She's in her own room. Like
2: what did we like, tell what? her about sleeping?
3: <laughs> like they went and got the entire family for dad to pick her up and put her in her bed two feet away from the desk. And
2: obviously before they did that, they also said, family, go get your bathrobes. Everyone needs to be in a bathrobe.
3: A Very Brady Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are available.
0: They have some compromising pictures of Alice that they could have used uh, to blackmail her and keep her there. Um, I've seen those pictures, and Alice is hotter than you think. I'm going to just put that out there and say it. Uh, That blue dress doesn't do justice? No, it does. For for me, that blue dress does everything. Far out. You're a bad man, Tacky. You're a bad human. There's a lot of weird in this show.
3: Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the waste vessel, the Black Swirl. Its ongoing mission to explore strange new stories, to seek out new laughs and new absurdity. To boldly go where no sci-fi podcast has gone before. Welcome to Close Encounters of the Slurred Kind.
2: Introducing the Sloppy joes, <coughs> a <of> brand new <coughs> From <coughs> The people who make Sloppy Jokes <coughs> Just <coughs> And <coughs> and, <coughs> and swing to the beat, nothing like it anywhere Get <coughs> Or <coughs> What do kids think of it? Man, it's the sloppiest It all started the day my grandmother died. She was 98 years old, but her age was no factor in her death like we all assumed it was when we got the call. I had been sitting with my beautiful wife, Christine, and my three children, Anna, Sophie, and Joseph, who were all in their preteen or teenage years. Sophie being the youngest at 11 and Anna being the oldest at 15. It was a seemingly ordinary morning florida with the bright sun shining through the open windows and the birds chirping happily through our acre of land then the phone rang
0: hello john is that you yeah it's me what's going on grandma's dead john i found her this morning it was just so awful you there shit i don't know what to do Just come by, please. Help me get her things together. Oh,
2: okay, okay. All right, all right. I'll be there in a few.
0: Oh, and John?
2: Yes, Amanda?
0: Don't bring Christina or the kids. Well, I'm
2: afraid I've got some bad news. Grandma June has passed away.
0: Shut up, Sophie. Everybody dies. It's about time, too. She was so fucking old. You watch your language, young lady. You're so goddamn uptight.
2: Might want to deal with her right then. So I said goodbye to my family and I started driving toward my grandmother's house. When I got there, Amanda was sitting on the front porch, her face sickly green. A sharp smell reached my nose as I walked up the steps. When I opened the door, the view shocked me. My my grandmother's mangled corpse strewn across the floor in grotesque pieces. Her legs were clawed, the skin hanging off the flesh, the bones broken like someone had twisted them, small shards stuck in the bloody muscle. Her arms looked similar, except with an odd symbol like a skull with a rattlesnake twisting through its eye sockets and the tail hanging out the mouth her torso oh god i don't know if i can if i can describe it without getting sick the stomach looked as if it had been torn out by some creature with large sharp claws her heart had been cut out and sewn to the outside of her rib cage the skin had been burned off the back the same pattern that had been carved into her arm. The head was sitting on the coffee table facing the large mirror in the living room. Hey, how you doing? Her blank eyes caught mine in the mirror. Her gaze seemed to follow me wherever I went. Her jaw had been torn out and left on the floor. Shocked, I tried to leave the room, but something caught my eyes. as I stepped over the deformed In the gaping hole in my grandmother's stomach, I found a letter folded into a neat square, unfolding it carefully, afraid of what may have been written on that paper. As I looked down at it, I saw the words, Read my diary, if you dare, in my grandmother's handwriting, except the letters were a rusty red color, blood. I stepped back onto the porch, nervously handing the paper to Amanda silently. She read it aloud in a weak, quavering voice, and then started to cry again. I walked back inside, headed toward her room. The room was a pale green with soft gray blankets with pastel flowers printed on them, folded neatly on the bed, and a large mahogany bookshelf on the back wall. I went to the bookshelf and after maybe half an hour, I found a thick blue notebook with the name June Henderson and the dates 1930 to 1931, written in silver. The first month is so chronicled in the diary was normal for a 17-year-old girl, but then things started getting darker. Darkness, everybody! Dark, everyone. Darkness is pretty! The first entry that had really grabbed my attention was slightly disturbing. It read,
0: Dearest diary, today I saw the most charming man. He had black hair and eyes. Like a doll's eye. And pale, radiant skin. Those eyes really seemed to stare into my soul. When they met my own eyes in the grocery store, I had this feeling real strange for me. Having I've never been, been, been in a rush to be in a relationship Which told me that I would do anything Or whatever I needed to do to be with him Even if it was destroy the other girls I'm up against Weirded out, I kept flipping through the book Dearest Diary The man talked to me I mean, he really talked to me And he even asked me on a date Oh, I can't wait to go out tonight. It will be great. I'm so glad none of the other girls tried to get in my way. It would have been awful for them with what I would have done. The date was wonderful. His name is Alexander. Isn't that an interesting name? He seemed to understand me. To know almost everything about me. It seemed strangely interested in me. He even asked me to sign over my soul to him. I couldn't help but feel happy, so of course I signed it over. The contractor said I would be his and his alone, and there would be no severe consequences if I broke the contract, which I felt to be a bit odd, considering I didn't even know what the fuck he was talking about.
2: I felt sickened as I read those particular entries. They really stuck in my mind. Why would my grandmother sign over her soul?
0: Dear's Diary, today I met another man. We are very similar. He seems great. I'm just a little afraid to break the news to Alexander. Maybe I don't have to, though. He wouldn't know as long as I'm careful, right? I don't think so. The man I met today had the eyes the color of the summer sky and hair color of golden wheat. His skin is tanned to perfection. I really liked Henry. Dearest diary, I was caught by Alexander today, I was writing a letter to my Henry, and he saw it. I had this unexplainable fear when he read it, like I was in some real danger. It made me think back to that silly little contract. Dearest diary, I'm scared, I've been staying with Henry now, but Alexander's words still haunt me. Just wait, woman, just wait till you've near
2: forgotten me. You think I'm gone out of your life. I'm gonna come back, June. And the day I come back, you'll be sorry. I scanned some of her other entries, but they were just normal things about her life with Henry, who was my grandfather. When I was about to close the book, I noticed some writing on the back cover. It was from last
0: night. Dearest diary, I think think he's he's back. back. I saw saw his eyes eyes in the mirror. I saw saw him standing outside outside my window. window. I've been been seeing him everywhere. everywhere. I think I I signed my soul soul over to the devil. devil. He made me kill my fucking fucking cat. cat as if my soul had been in his control it was so horrible i buried her in the goddamn backyard i know the devil has found me and i know i'm not safe i just wonder why he's come back now after all this time after 81 years what will he do to me
2: i dropped the book in shock then picked it up carefully sitting it on the shelf when my eye caught something on the wall there were words carved onto the wall so lightly I had to squint to see. The wall read, I told you I'd come back, June. Your soul will stay with me forever in hell. You know I mean, i
0: And it's way too late walking home i can't feel my face always stoned and it feels so great we're out right time and it's way too late walking home i can't feel my face always stoned and it feels so great tap your toes and bang your head you act close no one knows that's like you said you act slow i expose your brain and in fat into the black rose i'll close exist to me, Hmm, you all persistently live these fictional beliefs until your life I'm like, what? It's your star. And I went and I got on the surfboard and I rode around and I looked and I said, gee, wait a minute, more? this is more trouble than what I just got out of.
2: <laughs> oh, and that's it for another exciting episode of Happy Horror Coffee Break Old Time Horror Radio Show. <laughs> Satan offered me a job Written by David Maloney, a.k.a. Life is Strange Me Too. Read by Patrick Jenkins. Go check out his great books. He's got Just When You Thought It Was Safe, a Jaws companion. You Wouldn't Like Me When I'm Angry. A Hulk companion. Buck Rogers in the 25th Century. A TV companion. All of these are available on Amazon packed with the devil <laughs> by somebody random on creepypasta wiki, fandom, creepypasta.fandom.com Read by Tommy Tomcat Thompson, the man so nice they named him THRICE, ah! musical guest Tomcat and Kirby, Devil's Polka, hey, ah! did you hear the commercials, do the thing, hey, ah! you want a t-shirt, you want some socks, you want magnet, mug, Phyllis bed sheets, nightgowns, pot holders, maybe even a hootie. <laughs> I don't know if all of that is available, but most of it is at tpublic.com. Check me out at Happy or Coffee Break. Oh, buy the mug. That way you can get some coffee. Go to deathwishcoffee.com. Pick out your flavors. Have them mail it to you. But before you do that, type in the code Happy Horror at checkout. You get 10% off that first order. That's badass! Hey, you want to follow me around like a little puppy dog? Mm-hmm. Follow me at Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. At <laughs> oh, Happy Horror Coffee Break or at Real Happy Horror. Or you can email me at at gmail.com. Or you can just call me up, baby dog. 918 918. Two, eight, five, two, three, six. That is nine, one, eight. What? Laddo. <laughs> leave a message and we will play it on the air. Other than that, my shaggly sharpened shapeshifters.
0: Lie down before you hurt yourself.
2: Sign here on the dotted line and enjoy your satisfactory satanic coffee break.
0: I said, I'm a what? It's your star. I'm going to jail. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.